2: The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a
0: listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. Smooth
2: like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made of money. She's
0: blonde, five foot two, and one hundred and two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. It's a woman's wife!
3: It's hump Day. <laughs> hump Day. <laughs> it is Hump Day, babies, and I'm rolling over the hump. Hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show is here. Hump Days, Wednesdays means A.K.A. Fighting Meadows, A.K.A. Financial Thought Doctor, A.K.A. The Prime Rib Cooking Dave Elhoff, who also likes to watch TV shows, Tiwi as we call it in my family. Hello, my dear friend.
2: Hey. Hey Kate, how are
3: you? I'm good. Are you watching any of the debate tonight?
2: Yeah, it's kind of funny. I just noticed they all have red ties and blue suits. Yeah. <laughs> Get them out of they here! Like, they're probably on a Mormon mission from somewhere.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're on a mission, all right, to try to convince us that uh, you oh. know they're better than Trump. Come on now. Has anybody convinced you so far that you need to you need to throw support their way and away from Trump?
2: Oh, I wear a, a Trump hat now and then. I, guess
4: I was voting for, for Elhoff.
2: <laughs> yeah. Looks uh, from people who, and uh, I haven't confronted them yet, but some guy was chuckling when he looked at my hat. And oh. I wanted to say to him, what are you laughing at, buddy?
3: Yeah. <laughs> he, he must not realize, chuckling at you, he must not realize that you're the famous fight, Fighting Meadows.
2: Yeah, I guess. Not at all. Uh-huh. You but, need- uh, I tell you, with this debate, I'd vote for any one of those over the joker we got in the White House now. <laughs>
3: oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the the dude who went over to people whose children, it, it, there's a thousand missing, mostly children, uh, and started talking about how he almost lost his Corvette. Um, yeah. And, and by the way, and no and no offense to Corvette lovers, but if you're going to talk about, you know, I almost lost my car, that ain't the one to, to be sad about, in my opinion. I mean, you know, it's not like he's talking about some rare Ferrari. Just what a complete, uh, you That's know. Idiot. Yeah, complete idiot. He has no soul whatsoever. Obviously, at a soul, he wouldn't be the puppet that he is uh, who's grifted off of the U.S. to line the pockets of his family while it, while Americans are out right now struggling to be able to pay the bills. I heard today a stat that the average American household has to spend $700 more per month than they did when Trump was in office, seven hundred dollars. That may not be a lot for Fancy Pants Elhoff and Fancy Pants Fighting Meadows, who uh-huh. b- bakes prime rib. No, I'm I'm kidding, teasing. You're you're you know you're a regular guy. Um, but that's a lot of that's a lot.
2: Well, that's that's eighty four hundred dollars more a year to feed the fava. That's and that
3: that's, a that's a lot. That's a lot. It is. Now, I want to play for you, and then, and then on, so what a lot of people are having to do right now, so we've got inflation. The solution on from the government is after they've created the inflation that we've got through printing money and overspending, their idea is to solve the inflation problem is to raise interest rates so now the people that can't afford to pay for their families and the extra 700 dollars a month are having to go to apply for loans and get increases on their credit cards and having to pay higher taxes ab nbc actually said this today i want to play this clip for you it's a short one but it has to do with americans and loans today skins please play clip two more Americans are turning to loans to help pay for everyday expenses. But
5: a new survey from the Federal Reserve shows more loan applications are being rejected by major financial institutions. Auto loan requests and credit card limit increase requests are also at
1: record highs, hmm. highlighting some of the financial pressure that Americans are facing right now.
3: And that's on NBC News. And they're not and they're getting turned down. It's, it's bad enough. They're desperate to want to pay, t- uh, you know, 20 percent interest to get some money, Elhoff. But they're not even getting it.
2: Yeah, it is a problem. And the government comes out and says, well, we only have 3% inflation this year. That's down. It isn't down. It's 3% on top of the 9% that was recorded last year. Yeah. So it hasn't gone away at all. And, and you know, the condition of the world today and everything that this administration does is, has the opposite effect it's reversed what uh, trump has done i mean i heard a statistic the other day that the price of gas and everything else since biden's taken over has increased so sharply that people are they're not eating the same kind of food right they're not getting the medical care that they need and it is a big problem especially for those people uh, that are uh, uh, manual labor, uh, minimum wage type of uh, workers. Mm-hmm. There's jobs out there, but they don't have the education to get the higher money.
3: Yeah, it's not hurting the big government workers. There was a time, like when I was a kid, where mama went to work for the federal government because of the benefits, i.e. the ability to take a day off if she needed, if her kids were sick. Um, and she made less money than she would have made out in the private sector, but she needed that, you know, that flexibility in her schedule. Now, man, you go to work for, like, government, like when she was at Justice, uh, you know, she, man, they're making coin today compared to the rest of us in the public sector, and And um, so and yet Joe Biden is still going around talking about Bidenomics, Uh, the head of the I want to play this other clip for you. And it's the uh, head of the Democrat National Committee saying that people people are just not connecting uh, the good things that Joe Biden is doing. So the problem is just we idiots out there who just aren't recognizing how good Joe Biden is. Clip three.
2: Sixty three percent of Americans disapprove of the way that the president's handling the economy. Um, his campaign thus far has focused on the economy. It does not appear to work. Why?
5: No, you, you just got to keep going out there, making sure that people connect uh, the, the good things that are going on with the president because they're happening because of his policies.
3: <laughs> Elhoff, you know any good things that are happening because of Joe Biden? I was going to say, he didn't really
2: name any, did he?
3: <laughs> No, he didn't.
2: The good <laughs> things that are going on, the only good thing that's going on is when he goes to the beach. Yeah. And he's
3: not there. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: so what's okay. this brick? So there was BRICS today. B-R-I-C-S, I think it is. What do, what do the listeners need to know about this BRICS?
2: Well, you know, the federal government kind of poo them. BRICS stands for Brazil, Russia, India, uh, China and what's the S I can't remember anyway it that's a coalition that was set up and many of these people don't agree with them in the BRICS class at all they they don't agree too much the U.S. kind of poops them but they were kind of a force to offset the western alignment of countries like NATO and uh, the U.S. and England and the west they called it the south and um, they're trying to basically compete with the western nations the control of uh, uh of selling goods to uh, many countries and they are brokering right now to try to set up more countries to come and join them and they're making rules on that it ends i think on friday and we'll know what there's going to come up with that but you know putin addressed them and of course he stomped all over the west uh talking about uh their are supporting ukraine but you know the most interesting story today is the uh head of bogner the group yeah <laughs> Was shot down in an airplane. Well, now I just heard that we may never know whether he shot down or not (laughs) because he always traveled under an alias and they don't know if they're going to be honest with who was on that plane or not.
3: Well, it, well the plane was shot down. Whether or yeah. not he was on there, you could clearly see. Jack Posobiec today was reporting that um, there was anti-aircraft missiles, uh, that that's what was used. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, he might or might not have been on the plane, but Russia tried to take him out today. We know that for sure, don't we?
2: I think so. You know, not much goes on at this level that Putin doesn't have a hand on. Mm-hmm. So I um I, I like the people were saying I'd be I would not be firing his food
4: taster.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Elhoff, look, we got 2 minutes left. I want to tell everybody pretty soon. By the way, if you have not listened to the Irma segments that we did, the Irma solutions, the government is going to rob you, your social security to pay for Medicare. You've got to know about it and you've got to know what the solutions are. That is the August 9th broadcast. You where download the podcast, wherever you get the podcast, go to Financial Thought Doctor and, and he will. I pretty soon, I hope you, that you'll have it up. It may already be up. And then we are also going to do soon, we're going to do a reverse mortgage segments yes. two segments on that because reverse mortgage is still around and it's a viable option for you to deal with uh, finances so you're going to want to stay tuned for that we're going to be doing that soon um tell everybody why they need to contact you elhoff
2: well you need to have a conversation folks and you need to have an extra set of eyes what you see and what i see may be two very different things and uh, i met with the uh, client that called about the Irma solution and I went through it with them and we came up with some good news for them that Irma is not going to be a factor for them. Oh good. Uh, I've got a calculator that proves it to them and uh, we're meeting and solving their problems and you got to have a conversation folks. Call me 619- or go to the financial thought doctor. Financial thought doctor spell it out. And there's all kinds of tools on there, including the Irma segment on the Andrea Kay Show.
3: Awesome. Elhoff, thank you, my dear. We'll talk at you next week. Bye now. You bet. All right. You guys stay tuned. We got more to rap about on the other side of the break. Maybe even some more Tucker Trump segment clips. So stay tuned.
2: Hearing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea Kay Show on the Answer San Diego. Uh,
5: the boxes, hoax. I'm covered by the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to do exactly that. He's not covered, and he's got 25 times the number of boxes. And he's got him stored in Chinatown. He's got him stored in a flimsy garage underneath his Corvette uh, at Penn. And by the way, at Penn, he gets millions of dollars. China pays this guy millions of dollars. See, I think he's the most corrupt president we've ever had. And he also has the distinction of being the most incompetent. And I believe both. I mean, he's both incompetent and corrupt. So you know, who I, is running I actually the government? believe he's compromised. Because China knows so much about him. They know where the money comes from. They know where it is, who paid it, and they probably paid it. Well, they do pay Penn, and he gets, a you know, a million dollars. I think he takes $999,000 because, you know, keeps it a little bit under a million, like by a dollar. But he, in many ways, is a Manchurian candidate. We have a Manchurian candidate.
3: Yeah. um, Yeah. How many how many of the uh, the questions tonight from I don't even know who's moderating this so-called debate had to do with the Biden crime syndicate family? I want to read you a couple of questions. The gateway pundit said should have been asked tonight, and I doubt they were. Do you agree with Chris Ray and Brad Raffensberger that feeding stacks of ballots through voting machines three times apiece in the dead of night and then handing them to a fellow worker to run the same ballots through this machine should be allowed in free and fair elections? That'd be a really good one for Ron DeSantis, who he and his D-team saying that uh, our elections, that Joe Biden won and Trump's a big loser. Here's another question from Gateway Pundit. Do you believe mysterious deliveries of thousands of ballots in the middle of the night following a presidential election when the GOP candidate is winning by over 100,000 votes is a quality of free and fair elections? Great question.
4: The moderators are Brett Baer and Martha McCallum.
3: Oh my gosh. Frickin' frack. Dumb and dumber. Here's some really great questions. What is your plan to help the January 6th prisoners? Should Trump supporters be forced into prison closet cells in isolation for five months without trial? One, two years. Two years. And they've been moving them around in unnamed cells and the judge couldn't even find them. And then he was accused of not showing up for trial. In a closet cell, 24 hours a day, with a light on, using a bucket for a toilet inhumane conditions. Nikki Haley, she came out swinging against the Republicans on spending. Oh my gosh. Who, uh, you know, 1992. Taxation and regulation and spending. Yeah, Andrea we,
4: Gitmo detainees had it better.
3: Yeah. If you're not dealing with these issues, and this is why Gateway Pundit is right on with these questions. Because this is what we care about in this country. Spending's a problem. Of course it is. But that's not the only problem. See, that's trying to, trying to run, uh, you know, trying to set the American people up for more rhino establishment crap. That's what mattered in 1992. That's, you know, uh, it, it matters now. But the point is, we didn't have, or at least we didn't know, that we had an entrenched bureaucratic deep state of unelected bureaucrats like cockroaches behind the scenes. Setting the stage to turn us into North Korea or Castro's Cuba. I don't want to hear about spending alone. Here's another question. Who is Roseanne Boyland and how did she die? Fox isn't going to ask that. How many Trump supporters were killed on January 6th? How many police officers were killed on January 6th? I love this question. Why have you said nothing about President Trump being indicted on speech crimes? Do you agree with the Democrats and elites that speech should now be criminalized? Do you agree with with legal (laughs) legal scholar Fannie Willis that she should be allowed to hold a show trial with all 19 Trump associates in a courtroom at once and try them for their unwillingness to accept the results of the 2020 elections? Does it concern you at all that Democrats are running the worst president in history with seer, severe dementia who is tearing the country apart for re-election, a man who has no support and is not out campaigning and they don't appear to be worried about it at all? Will you finish building the Trump border wall? Great questions. I'd add a few more. I'd add I'd add some questions uh, to Ron DeSantis in particular, I'd add I, I, to the Republican Governor Borgham, Gorgum, I think it is. I'd be asking why he didn't have anybody in Wisconsin. What he had done to deal with the with the fact that uh, it, it, Wisconsin Election Commission was found by a, a court in Wisconsin to have broken the law in the 2020 election, and what and and why he didn't address that with his state. And by by addressing it, I mean why didn't he? scream about his state being thrown towards Joe Biden by an election commission rewriting. Basically, they didn't rewrite the law. They just ignored the fact that only the state legislatures can write election law, and they just decided to set up uh, mail ballot drop boxes all around the state, heavily in Democrat districts, which they had no right to do, and it was illegal. He needs to be asked about that. He needs to be asked about what he's done as a governor in his state. Ron DeSantis needs to be specifically asked what, why he hasn't done anything about January 6. Uh, you know, but they um, won't be asked. They won't be asked. Ron DeSantis needs to be asked specifically so much about the deep state because most of the Jan 6 defendants came from Florida. He needs to be asked why he didn't do anything to stop the jackboot of tyranny involving Mar-a-Lago. And why he allowed the FBI in his state, why he has allowed and continues to allow the FBI and the DOJ to run roughshod over his own citizens and has done nothing about it. He needs to be called on the carpet for his COVID lockdowns. A lot of questions that are being asked of them. Nikki Haley needs to be asked about whether or not she regrets being the OG of cancel culture by taking down the Dukes of Hazard flag. After a psycho shot up a church and what responsibility she feels she bears to the cancel culture that is about trying. That basically laid the framework for CRT in our schools. A lot of questions I'd be asking. By the way, Nikki Haley supposedly got into it with Mike Pence because her solution to abortion is basically uh, birth control and taxpayer-funded birth control, and she and Mike Pence got into it. A couple losers. Hashtag never Mike Pence. Hashtag never Nikki. Um, okay, enough about the debates. Um well, no, no, this is kind of debate-related. You know, here we've got a Democrat who's actually claiming the Democrat mayors across the nation are creating great places people want to be. Uh, Skins, please play uh, clip one. So I would suggest that anybody thinks that this country is in decline, come to cities. <laughs> because Democratic mayors all across the nation are creating great places where people want to be, where growth <laughs> is happening, and where our economy is growing. Our c- cities? <laughs> what cities would those be, Andrea? Um, well, I'd uh, like, like to know. Look, there was a meme that went around of of uh, uh, Babylon Bee did a, did a phony story about how Californians are happy to have Hurricane Hillary come through because it'll wipe all the poop off the streets. <laughs> are they going to have a map to all these fabulous Democrat cities? Kind of like they have the poop maps to tell people where to go. San Francisco doesn't have any retailers on the streets in downtown San Francisco anymore. They've all boarded up and left town. Where are these great Democrat cities? I don't know what's worse in New York City right now. The rat infestation or the illegal aliens infestation. Even Mayor Eric Adams is saying this is untenable. What's going on here in New York City? I want to know what she's smoking or what she edibles this lady's chewing. All right, we're going to be back. Another segment of the Andrea Kay Show on its way. 888 344 1170. Call in if uh, you can think of a Democrat city where it, where the, the living is is good. We'll be right
2: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego.
5: Because their policies are so bad that if they didn't cheat, they couldn't get elected. Who wants open borders? Who wants high taxes? Who wants high interest rates? Who wants to not be able to use a gas stove? Or have to drive an electric car, which, you know, you have a four-hour drive, but the car only goes an hour and a half, so you have to charge it. The happiest moment for somebody in an electric car is the first 10 minutes. In other words, you get it charged, and now for 10 minutes... The unhappiest part is the next hour, because you're petrified that you're not going to be fine to another charger. People, I'm saying if people, I'm not knocking electric cars, they're fine, they're fine. But if people want to buy a gasoline car or a hybrid, hybrids are pretty good, actually. But they should be allowed to buy, they don't want to do any of this. So right now, California's in a big brownout, because their grid is a disaster. The grid all over the country is sort of a disaster, but the grid in California... And yet, they want to have in a very short period of time. Millions and millions of cars going off that grid, essentially. Uh, it doesn't work.
0: So plug your car into a grid that's
5: failing. You should be able to buy an electric car. You know, electric cars could be fine if you drive short distances and you want to have, you know, whatever, and you have plug-ins everywhere you go. They could be fine. But you've got to have gasoline cars. You've got to have everything. Let people buy everything. Now there's the new thing is your uh, heating systems in the house. They don't want you to have a modern-day heating system. They want you to use a heating system that will cost you at least $10,000 to buy and won't work very well.
3: Yeah, they're coming for everything. We talked about it last night. This uh, C40 group uh, that's being, uh, in part funded. It's a global, it's a global organization. Billionaire Bloomberg is behind it. And there's 14 cities in the, in the nation that are members of this. And the plan is that within just seven years from now, you, you, you not only won't, won't be able to buy, um, a gas powered car, they want no automobiles, no cars whatsoever. One of the reasons why New Orleans is picked on is that is because if you've been to New Orleans, they're going to try to move everybody down, I guess, to the CBD area down in, in Orleans Parish, and um, you know, I guess you'll have to, you know, I don't know where they're going to put everybody. They think people are going to ride up and down St. Charles Avenue on a streetcar, and you know, it's insane. Um, but that, and it also includes what was someone else three three article three new articles of clothes per per year per person.
4: You can only travel so far—fifteen
3: uh, hundred kilometers. You know, maybe uh, you can't. You can't do anything. Uh, um, no short haul. No meat trips. No meat. No dairy. This is coming. The extreme controls on us are coming. And by the way, when when people had power outages or expected power outages from Hillary, I was talking to a friend of mine and she's got a gas stove and um and and I said, "Yeah, you can eat you can without power, you can cook on a gas stove." All you need is a match.
4: And don't think they don't realize
3: that. Exactly. It's exactly what they realize. There's absolutely no They want
4: you panicked in every way.
3: Yep. Yep. Um do we have the clip from last night? One of the things that, questions that I would also want to pose to the, any Republicans on the stage tonight is, what are your plans? Do you agree that the transgendering of children is child abuse? And will you demand, what will you do to stop it from happening? You know, I would happen- know, Andrea, if it were up to me, I would play this clip and
4: make yeah. the candidates answer to this clip. Yes, clip four.
1: When a kid tells you that they're transgender, believe them. A lot of people will say that it's impossible for a four-year-old to know if they're trans or not. Actually, that's not true. They can know and here's why from day one gender is baked into everything we do either have a boy name or a girl name boy toys or girl toys boy clothes or girl clothes so from an early age kids understand the difference between boy and girl and more importantly which one they're expected to be so it makes sense that if what they feel inside is different than what they're expected to be that they might feel uncomfortable and they might want to talk about that discomfort and we all know that kids are good at talking about how they feel. For example, Mommy, I skinned my knee. Mommy, someone called me a name on the playground. Or even... Mommy, I don't like wearing boy clothes. These are all similar feelings of discomfort that we can talk about to our parents. That's not to say that all kids will realize they're transgender when they're little. A lot don't. I didn't until I was 27. But I can't tell you how many people I've met that knew they were trans at four or five years old. So if there's a kid in your life who's telling you they're trans, please believe them. They know what they're talking about, and your support might save their life.
3: I absolutely despise the manipulative, disgusting way in which they are appealing to parents under the guise of your kid will kill himself if you don't go along with your kid's feelings. Yes, kids have feelings. They're aware of their feelings. Mommy, I think I'm a cat. I have a niece that that, that wanted to be a cat. That I don't understand. If you're going to want to be an animal, why would you not want to be, you know, a fabulous canine? And there's pen,
4: well, there's uh, pending <clears throat> bills in California, Andrea, now, where if they go through, and these parents don't agree with their kids' feelings,
3: they're taking yeah. away the kids. We're the adults. Of course, children have feelings. It doesn't mean you act on them. Mommy, I want to. You, mommy, you're smoking a cigarette. I want to smoke a cigarette too. I want to be a cigarette smoker. Of course kids have feelings. You don't give into it. It's called being a parent. This is why we need it. that The left has done a great job of trying to change our culture from one of which is, and so much about Judeo-Christian principles and values is rooted in the idea that you have to do things you don't want to do regardless of your feelings. Skins doesn't always feel like getting up and going to work. I don't always feel like paying my bills. It's
4: called responsibility.
3: Right. You do not let your feelings govern your life. Because if everybody allowed our feelings to rule, to rule our life, we, nothing would ever get accomplished. And that's why the Democrats have done such a successful job... And trying to change the culture of Americans from being one that was about self-sufficiency, independence, individual accountability, individual responsibility, one in which we weren't expected that, that it, anybody was going to give anything to us. We had to get up and work hard for it, even if we didn't feel like getting up and going to work, even if we were sick that day, even if we hated our job, even if we hated our boss. And now we have allowed the left in this country to completely change everything on the basis of feelings. And it's bad enough when that involves adults. It's bad enough All this crap going on in the workplace where you can't compliment somebody on an outfit or the the sexual harassment guidelines that the states have put on us is insane. That's bad enough. But the push to mutilate children, to destroy them permanently because kids feel like they're dead, and I'm here to tell you that's child abuse. I was the kid that had that feeling. I've talked about it many times and I am grateful that I had parents that were wise enough and strong enough and smart enough and had enough common sense that there's no way anybody could have talked to them and given me a puberty blocker and mutilating me. And I don't care that at the age of 27, instead of you getting some mental help, You decided, you guys should see this person in this video, you decided instead to try to inflict and impose your mental health issues on children. Where is the Republican Party? I would want to hear from them on this debate stage about this. And I want to hear from Trump on it, too. I don't know if Tucker had asked him about it. I would be pressing, if I was going to be interviewing Trump, I'd be pressing him on covid I would be pressing him on personnel choices and why he didn't fire anybody and what he would do to correct that. And I would be pressing him on on what he would be doing as the head of the Republican Party and the president. I'd be telling I'd be I would send the message to them. Don't send me. I want to see a standalone bill that has to do with making it criminal to do this to children. And don't bring me don't bring it to me as part of anything else. I want standalone bills brought to me
4: we get back from the break, we actually have uh, the, the final question that Tucker asked Trump in the interview. And it, it basically, he asks Trump, what is his number one priority if he's elected?
3: Ooh, I can't wait to hear the answer to that. And you're going to hear it when we come back from the break. Don't go away. This is The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world.
1: You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. So last question. If you're elected president again, What's your top, your number one priority? When you ran last time, you said, I will build a wall. This time, your bottom line, top promise to the country. So you can do
5: numerous things at the same time. Of course. But let's say number one is a border and taking hundreds of thousands of criminals that have been allowed into our country and getting them out and bringing them back to their country, Guatemala. By the way, not only the four countries that we think of as neighbors, All over the world. Last month, we had 149 countries represented. Think of it. We had 149 countries represented, Tucker, from places that many people never even heard of coming into our country. And they're coming in from mental institutions and they're coming in from prisons. They're emptying out their prisons all over South America. They're emptying out their mental institutions. Terrorists are pouring into our country. We have no idea... I had the strongest border in the history of our country. And I built almost 500 miles of wall. You know, they like to say, oh, was it less? No. I built 500 miles. In fact, if you check with the authorities on the border, we built almost 500 miles of wall. And I had another 200 that I was going to build. You know, it's like water. It seeks. And we're going to build another 200. We built it. It was all set to go. All they had to do was install it. It would have taken three weeks and... That's when I found out, I said, I think these people actually want open borders. Um, the first thing I would do would be uh, I would seal up the border good and tight, except for people that want to come in legally.
3: So what do you think that uh, he says borders is number one issue?
4: It, I, I say it's right up there, Andrea. I mean, it definitely is a problem. But as you and I have talked about it in the past, I, I mean, I just I hate to say it. Nothing matters unless our elections matter.
3: Yeah, so I have two thoughts here. Um, I need to watch the entire interview and see what else. It's
4: definitely a top priority.
3: It is. And so I need to watch the whole interview because, I, you know, if this is meant to be about winning a primary, if this was him being there as opposed to the debate, I need to see the rest of it to see where he addressed the deep state. Agreed. Um, because if he addressed it to my satisfaction, I'm okay with him saying that. The, because we are in being invaded, and quite frankly, we need a deportation force. He's
4: not wrong.
3: We need we need to be rounding up millions of illegal aliens in this country, just millions. There's millions alone of just uh, of the bad ones.
4: And it was important we, that he said that it's not just the neighboring countries that you think about. No, they're from yeah. everywhere.
3: Right. There's, there's so many it, it, millions here. We've been hearing this 11 million number. There's been eight, that, almost that many come in just since Joe Biden. So if you think of the fact that there's probably 50 million illegal aliens in this country... If we just focused on rounding up and deporting the bad ones, the drug the, the uh the ones that are raping people, the sexual assaulters, the you know, child abusers, the child traffickers, the drug uh peddlers and all of the, all of the criminals that are coming across the border, the terrorists, that would be millions. Millions. We need a deportation force. The reason why we don't have that is because the deep state the uniparty deep state it, it and this includes both parties are absolutely okay with that invasion going on so the border is a symptom of the overall problem that we've got and the overall problem that we've got is the uniparty system and trump faced a wall Of Republicans, the last time he went in, when we had both houses of Congress and he was in the White House and 75 million voters were out at rallies chanting build the wall and it was the Republican Party that stonewalled him. And they're going to stonewall them again. If we don't have the biggest, the, the biggest issue we have is, is the uniparty, whatever you want to call it. It's all encompassing. It's all the same thing. The uniparty, deep state, weaponized government. It's, it, and it involves both parties. How is what I, and one of my questions tonight would be to Trump as everybody else. The, the stumbling block that we have to fixing any of the problems is our own party, when you, look at, when you look at what Bill Barr did, Christopher Ray. these are Republicans. Bill Barr stopped investigations into corruption by a former vice president. Christopher Ray. same thing. The Republican Party blocked uh, what was in cahoots ba- ba- with the Democrats. They're okay with election, uh, with election theft, and they're okay with an open border and, and a globalist situation. What's going to be different? How is he going to deal with them differently? That's what we got to know. And I got to know that from DeSantis, too. Oh, criticizing Trump for his decisions and his personnel and this and this. Well, what are you going to do differently, given the fact that if, if, you know, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, the rest of them, Vivek Ramaswamy is a phony. I don't need any of them. This is really between Trump and DeSantis at this point. And to, if Desantis is half as conservative as he claims to be, he's going to run into the same stonewalling from the Republican Party as Trump did. What are they going to do to to, to override them and to get their agenda through? Because
4: if you're not establishment, they're coming for you.
3: Exactly. Exactly. He didn't get the he didn't get the entire wall built last time because of the Republican Party, and you know what? Most of those leaders are still there. What about the impeachment? I, what I'm concerned is, i, I got to watch the rest of it, but we're a banana republic. The border is a symptom of it being a banana republic. Nations pr- protect their borders. We're spending $200 million and, I, I'm on top of the billions we've already sent, if not trillions at this point, getting close to it, to Ukraine to defend their border.
4: So I'll ask you flat out, you think by the time Trump takes office, assuming he wins, do you think that the border situation is too late?
3: Without a deportation force? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why we need the Republican Party to do something now instead of waiting for 2024. And having Republican voters and everybody across the country having the misperception that one guy is going to come in on a white horse. They're attacking Trump, 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 attacking Trump, 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 as though, you know, he was, you know, um, this one guy. And I said this when he was unelected. you got to check your expectations at the door because he faces two opposition parties. And I was right. They're still there. we got to talk about it. They're doing nothing. Um, all right, we're going to quickly go to the phones. I think I've got a minute left. Mark is on the line. He wants to talk about the DeSantis PR team. Hey, Mark, welcome to the Andrea K Show.
2: Thank you. You're banging it up. Hey, here's the thing. Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, and uh, the rest of those phonies, they're the ones paying for, for DeSantis' PR team. They got him the best PR team in the business, all the rhinos. So that stays behind Desante's. And have a great night. Thanks for
3: all your work. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. And that kind of is an nod back to what Tom Dell was saying last hour is that, you know, DeSantis, he's met DeSantis, he knows him. And I've heard this from Megyn Kelly as well that he's engaging when you're around him. The problem, the reason why he falls flat is he's listening to all these consultants and the consultancy class or these big donors. He just needs to be himself. Yeah. The big donor rhino establishment. And you know what? Trump is authentic and genuine. That's People, why Trump wins. That's right. People can't stand a phony. You got to be you. And you know what? Um, You know, I'm I'm still back in Trump at this point. Still back in Trump because if he's I agree with Mark about what he's saying about DeSantis D team. Uh, Okay, so I've got 30 seconds left. I want to tell you I'm taking tomorrow night and Friday off. A little bit of a long weekend. Need to go and recharge my batteries. Please support Ryan. Ryan. Um, Riley McBride. He's going to be filling in for me tomorrow night and Friday. Phenomenal podcaster from One American News. You guys tune in tomorrow. I'm not sure what guest he's got. He is just um, a phenomenal talent. And I know you guys are going to have fun uh, cheering him on and supporting him tomorrow night and Friday. And I will be back Monday right here, 6 p.m. Pacific,